All right, it is Sunday, December. Yes, you heard that correct. December 6th, 2020. This is the popular vote with Melissa and James. Melissa, happy Sunday, happy Sabbath. How are we doing today? <laughs> We're doing okay. I, you know, I took a tumble down my stairs this past week. Oh my God. It's, it's not even a good story. I was wearing slippery socks and I just slid down my mm. wood stairs. So um, I fell on my arm and um, my bottom on my tailbone. So I'm in a little bit of pain sitting here talking to you, but I'm hanging in there. I'm hanging in there. How are you? Oh my gosh. Well, I'm glad you're okay. Oh my gosh. I would like the wor- the last place anyone needs to be right now is a hospital or an ER room. I know. I know. <laughs> <laughs> like, I am very glad you're okay. Um, and God knows for as long as we've known each other, I'm sure you've seen me take a tumble, correct? Uh, probably. <laughs> probably. It's, it's definitely more likely than not. So, <laughs> and you know, like I'm a very, like, I'm a very, um, fallible person, I guess you could say. So I definitely have sympathy for you. Oh my God. Um, yeah. I'm fine. Sorry, go ahead. Um, my, I think my family, everyone in my family for Christmas is getting me those um, hospital socks with the little grippies <laughs> on the bottom, just to really complete my transition to an 80-year-old woman. Um, so that's exciting. But anyway, continue on. How are you? How was your weekend? How was your week? I'm good. I'm good. You know, my week was like, eh, whatever. I started um, law school finals this week. I'm already Ooh. over it. I took two of them like right away. I think I did okay on them. I'm just trying to get them done. Like at this point, at this point, I'm not saying I'm shooting for a D. I'll probably do fine. But <laughs> D does mean degrees, apparently. So I'm just like full steam ahead, <laughs> trying to get it done. Like it's the art of bullshit, right? So yeah, it's like, yeah. It was very much like a copy paste, like, let's just make this, like, it was very much a project runway, make it work Tim Gunn moment for two days. Mm -hmm. Like, we're just going to make it work. I don't know if this Mm -hmm. is going to work, but we're going to make it work. So Mm -hmm. anyways, so with that, um, I wanted to start off with, I kind of briefly touched on the new HBO Max show industry, which is kind of produced, directed by uh, Lena Dunham. I touched on that a few weeks ago, but you started watching it and I know you have some thoughts, so I want to hear them. Yeah. I, I watched it based on your recommendation. Um, mm-hmm. and I have to say I did enjoy it. Mm-hmm. I don't know a lot about the finance industry. Um, and so there were some plot lines that I had a difficult time following cause I just don't understand what they're talking about, but I appreciated like the love triangle or quadrangle, right? Um, I liked how messy all of the characters were. I think um, a sign of really good writing on a show is when you both love and hate every single character, right? Mm -hmm. Um, So I thought it was really good. And I do recommend recommend it to people. For me, it was actually a pretty quick watch. Eight episodes, they're like an hour long. But it was engaging enough that I watched a few back to back. So um, I definitely recommend that to folks. Yeah, I, I feel like, correct me if I'm wrong, I feel like it's a more a more mature, mixed gender British version of girls with not as much comedy. It's like girls plus um, the newsroom. I was talking to one of my friends mm. about this last night. It's got some like newsroom vibes to it as well. Yeah. So good. Well, I am glad you're enjoying it. I need to, I'm a couple, I'm like an episode or two behind, but I will get there. Um, so so industry is, I would say like more on the highbrow scale of like TV and like YouTube watching, correct? Uh, yes. Yes. And so if we're going from the highbrow, 
we're now going to talk about probably the lowest brow content that you can watch on the internet, which is something that is honestly, I, okay. So full disclosure, this has been a guilty pleasure YouTube channel of mine for about three years now. I started watching in early 28, early to mid 2018. And I, it is a regular train wreck and it is a YouTuber by the name of Amberlyn Reed. And I can't stop watching. Just to give you a little bit of a primer, I did send Melissa like an 18-minute summary of her channel and her saga over the last several years. Here's all you need to know about her. And on one hand, I feel bad for her because she is a very heavy set young woman who is on a weight loss journey and she's been for years. But she does those mukbangs, which is where people eat large quantities of food in front of the camera. She creates all this drama. She has lied about things. She's, she, it's, it's, you feel bad for her because I don't wish, you know, like, like I've been heavier in my life. I don't wish that on anyone. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's not fun. Like it's, and I don't wish that on anyone. However, she knows what she's doing. Mm -hmm. Like she has made all this money off of YouTube and she creates all this drama and she is Absolutely insane. She is a lesbian that lives in rural Kentucky, although her and her girlfriend recently moved to Lexington, which is like a decent sized city. Um, it's where the university is. Um, but anyways, you did watch like an 18 minute primer video. What do you have any initial thoughts, takes on this YouTuber? <laughs> I think she's incredibly messy. And I just want to go on record and say, <laughs> I'm not a fan. However, it sounds like she started her YouTube career, you know, on this weight loss journey, Correct. right? But instead of losing weight in the last year, she's actually gained 100 pounds. And so most of her videos are her saying like, okay, I'm getting back on the horse, right? Like, right. <laughs> like we're, we're going to lose weight. Like, we're going to eat healthy. We're going to get exercise, which just keeps doing the opposite, right? right? She did initially lose the famous, they call them the famous 89 pounds, because she did lose 89 pounds, which is an achievement. Um and this is when she was, I think, around 350 pounds. She got close to 300, around 300 pounds she lost. And now she is around 550, I think. But she's gotten as high as, as some speculate around 600. And then she's gone. But anyways, it's just she lies about stuff. But the best part is this, is that she has, they call it the Amberlynn Reed cycle. So usually, like, her episodes, they're every, every like, three or four weeks, it's literally a cycle. It's the same, it's the same content. So she'll start a new diet and she'll get really excited about it. And she'll be like, I'm going to make a change and you know, I'm going to do it. And so she'll start, she started Weight Watchers like seven times. And she's always like, Weight Watchers works. Every time she starts, she goes, I know it works, but it's never worked for her. But okay. Then she'll do, but she's, she's done Weight Watchers. So she'll start a diet. She started, um, she recently started and dropped Jenny Craig after a week, mm. which I'm full disclosure. I did not know Jenny Craig was still a thing because I thought that died in the nineties. Yeah. Agreed. <laughs> but so she started Jenny Craig and then she stopped, but anyway, she, and then she'll do like a torrid haul, which like for plus size girls, like I think torrid has like, like good clothes or good fashion, whatever, you know what I mean? Cause I know that that can be hard for buying for a bigger person. I don't want to, I don't want to by any means belittle that struggle. Cause I'm sure that's a struggle. So she'll do a torrid try on haul and then she'll, and then she'll do a, she'll do like a bunch of mukbangs where she'll eat large quantities of really unhealthy food. And then the cycle repeats itself and she'll start a new diet. And then she'll, you know, and it's just, it's just the same material. But there's something so calming about it because it's so chaotic and so messy. And it never changes that there's something like 
there's something appealing to me. I don't know. I don't know. I can't stop watching. Yeah, I. she probably realizes that she makes more money and gets more video views mm-hmm. the more that she is a mess, right? Oh, absolutely. And so for someone who probably, at, you know, at some point in time, really genuinely wanted to lose the weight, right? Mm-hmm. When you have all of your viewers and fans um, kind of encouraging, not directly encouraging, mm-hmm. but right, watching whenever mm-hmm. you fall off the wagon. Hate watchers. Right, hate watchers. It's mm-hmm. hard to really stay on your journey of health and fitness when everyone, when all signs point to you being more successful on YouTube if you're the opposite of that. Yeah. So I'm a little sympathetic, but she does seem like a pathological liar and an absolute <laughs> sociopath. So I don't, I, yeah, yeah. Like I don't, like let's take, let's take the fact that she's like, obviously has weight struggles out of it. She's still a mess. Like it doesn't like, you know what I mean though? It's like, she's still a mess. The like to dislike ratio on her, on every one of her videos is absolutely atrocious. Absolutely. Like it'll be like a hundred likes and like 5,000 dislikes. And she has like, she has almost like 200,000 subscribers and I'm, I'm not afraid to admit anymore. I'm one of them. And I get the little (laughs) notifications. You 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 ring the bell on YouTube. I ring the I ring the bell. <laughs> <laughs> She's my favorite YouTuber. <laughs> yeah, I am shocked there hasn't been like an entire season of Big Brother of just these like insane YouTubers that are just so messy. Like put them all in house together, please. Please. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. So anyway, so if you want to check her out, please do or don't. It's fine either way. She's making tons of money living her best life in Kentucky. So, okay. So, so just to recap, I'm recommending industry on HBO Max <laughs> and you're recommending Amber Lynn Reed on YouTube, correct? As like yes. this week's watch. Okay. Okay. Like if you like, it's messy, but watch one of the, like, look up like Amber Lynn Reed channel review and watch one of those to get like a primer because there's different eras and different seasons. Like she's a lesbian. So she's had all these different girlfriends mm-hmm. and different girlfriends are different levels of messiness that she's had over the years. Does the popular vote follow her on Insta? Um, no, but we will, we will be by the time this is recording so or by the time this is posted. So don't worry. Okay. Okay. All right. So <clears throat> I know you, you know, you and I, I feel like Melissa, you and I met in high school because we were both spending a lot of time in the journalism lab. Yes. And I worked on newspaper and you worked on yearbook staff, which should have kind of been like a little bit of a friendly rivalry, but we actually became great friends. Um, yeah. once we realized that we had so much in common and so many shared interests, but um, I know that the yearbook staff was not able to put senior superlatives in the yearbook, correct? Uh, that is correct. Our yearbook advisor, Mrs. Dewis, had a very strong opinion that we are not allowed to do senior superlatives. So, you know, like most likely to, or like best smile or mm-hmm. most likely to become president. Um, she had a very strong stance on that. And I don't know what the rationale was. To be honest with you, I don't know what the rationale was for the vast majority of the poor decisions she made while in that role. But we're not going to spend any time on that in this episode. So um, because we weren't allowed to do that while we were both in high school, mm-hmm. I have put together some superlatives. And I thought that we could nominate folks from the Trump administration for these particular superlatives. You know, it's the graduating class of (laughs) 2020. Um, You know, they're not going to be in the White House in a couple months. So I thought this is a great time to nominate some of these folks for these superlatives. 
Yeah, it's almost like it's almost like an award show that nobody asked for, nobody wants, nobody wants to be a part of. <laughs> Except for you, our audience. <laughs> <laughs> so if it's okay with you, James, I'm gonna run through a few that I wrote down. And I'd love to hear your vote. And then I I prepared a vote as well. Okay? All right. Bring it on. Okay. Lay it on me. So I'm gonna just dive right in with um your thoughts on who would win most likely to go to prison. So I actually did think about this and I think this is just a theory. The attorney general, William Barr has really pissed off Trump. So he's definitely not getting a pardon. So if he did anything shady, because then I thought, I thought, I thought the only people who are going to go to prison are the people that have really pissed off Trump and are not getting a pardon. Mm -hmm. And that would be Bill Barr right now. Maybe Jeff Sessions, but Jeff Sessions isn't really relevant. So Mm -hmm. I think, I think maybe Bill Barr because that's just just a theory. Okay, I would love to see that. I, uh. <laughs> um, you know, this is an interesting one because on one hand, I feel like everyone is likely to go to prison, but at the same time, like no one's going to go to prison um, <laughs> because of pardons and whatnot. I'm going to say Jared Kushner because I feel like he's in the inner circle, and um, it, I wouldn't be surprised if the Trump family just throws him under the bus and has him take the heat for any any state crimes they can't be pardoned for. And his father went to prison, Jerry Kushner's dad. Oh, that's true. And Chris Christie put him behind bars when he was prosecutor. Ooh. Mm, Drama. Mm-hmm. Okay. So that was good. So uh, next one, most likely to succeed. So I did think about this one, and I'm going to go back in time <clears throat> I think um, former UN ambassador Nikki Haley. Is that who you picked too? Yep, that's mine too. Because mm-hmm. I think she's able to exist. I think she's she's strangely able, like she's very conservative, but she's strangely able to thread that needle between like, I mm-hmm. guess like you would call like mainstream Trump, mainstream Republican Party and Trump Party, even though they're really one and the same. But I think she's able to thread that needle. And I think that if she runs for president, she's definitely one to watch out for. I agree. I don't know what she's been up to these last like two years or so, but I don't know. People either. do really like her. People do. Uh, okay. Now this is an interesting one because we need to look forward, not backwards, because this has already happened with a few people in the administration. Mm-hmm. Most likely to be on a reality show. So we we have to exclude Sean Spicer, right? Like there's a handful of people that uh-huh. have already been on a reality show. So Omarosa. anyone that Omarosa. <laughs> and wasn't Scaramucci on a reality show too? He's definitely on a lot of shows. Um, I see his face all the time. Um, but who's, who's your pick for most likely to be on a reality show? This one was hard because, you know, I really think that it wouldn't shock me if Sarah Huckabee Sanders, um, Mm. tries to extend her 15 minutes of fame by ending up on dancing with the stars. Interesting. (laughs) I mean, can you see it or no? I could. I think she'd get a lot of negative attention. And I mean, that was her life for three years. So maybe it doesn't face her anymore. I just don't know if that's the reality show for her. You know, that's fair. I respect that. Um, My pick is Mark Meadows, just because he seems absolutely insane. And he would absolutely Mm. jump at being at any reality show, maybe Dancing with the Stars, maybe Big Brother, maybe Survivor, maybe um, I don't even know what. I think he would, though. I think he's got the personality for it. Maybe like The Amazing Race with like him and Kaylee McEnany. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) 
Oh my god. They gosh. would be can you imagine she would be like she would be like, well, I know the clue says this, but that's not really what the clue is. And they, they'd end up in like, they would need to go, like it would literally be very clear that they need to go to like, I don't know, I'm just guessing here, like like the upper peninsula of Michigan. And they would be like, no, 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 this was clearly the Yucatan. And they're on like, they're on a flight to like the Mexican peninsula. Okay, James, I don't know if you have any connections to Hollywood, but could you imagine a new season of Survivor and it's literally just the Trump administration on a deserted island fending for themselves? Could you imagine? That would be the best TV season of all time. Yeah. Oh, it would be best because think about it. All they've done is backstab each other over the last four years. <laughs> so, I mean, to do it in, a tra- in an even more transparent you know, manner, spoiler alert, this is a side, I recently applied online to be on the next season of Survivor. Oh, I was like procrastinating studying for finals. And I was like, you know what? We're going to, we're going to, we're going to start, we're going to try to become a reality TV star. (laughs) Um, I haven't done this yet, but I do plan on applying to uh, Love is Blind, which is um, filming in Chicago. So we'll see. Um, So, okay. uh, Next superlative. Cutest couple that never was. Well, you know, I'm a sucker for a same-sex romance. You know that about me. Um, and there's a little-known press person in the. He's like he's like deputy communications director or deputy press secretary who is openly gay. He's a gay man named Judd Deere. He is as awful as you would imagine that a gay man would be within the Trump administration. Because I mean, he's like he's like Trump isn't homophobic. I mean, he's just he's problematic, and I don't care for Judd Deere. But I've always thought, and this is not to suggest that there's anything wrong with being gay. I want to be very clear about that. I am, and as I've described myself, an active duty homosexual in the lifestyle. Okay, it's fine. Um, it's it's not a it's not a happy lifestyle most days, but it is what it is. We are where we are. This is 2020, and I will tell you that um, there's nothing wrong with this. But if anyone was maybe closeted, I would think possibly Jared Kushner, mm-hmm. and I would like to see Judd Deere and Jared Kushner together. <laughs> Interesting. So I have a similar thought. Oh, with same-sex it, romance? <laughs> it was Jared Kushner and Stephen Miller, though. Oh. You know, I think Lady Gaga wrote a song about that called Bad Romance. <laughs> and it's based on absolutely nothing other than um, I would just love to see that play out. But Extreme right-wing politics and like yes. a very like a very like twinkie body. Yes. Yeah, yes. very like sinewy, you know, I don't know. It could be oh. fun. <laughs> I've got two more. Okay, best dressed. Oh, my God. So I my pick is Hope Hicks. Oh, that's actually, that's actually a responsible answer. She, I mean, I feel like the photo they used in the stories about how she gave Trump COVID on the plane, um, she was in this like camel-colored cashmere sweater with like a camel – um, cashmere coat over it and like black jeans. Mm-hmm. Um, she was looking very chic and monochromatic. And mm-hmm. overall, her fashion has been great, um, you know, in the last four years as she's been tied to Donald Trump. But who would your pick for best dressed be? Uh, I That's actually a really good pick. There was she, – she, when they went to China or there was some Chinese state dinner, she wore this like almost like masculine outfit, but it was so gorgeous on her. Mm-hmm. She really, She really does – I don't know who's doing her fashion, but they're doing it right, even though everything about that whole administration is wrong. <laughs> her fashion, I think her fashion is better than Melania's. Oh, agreed. Agreed. Um, but my pick for best dressed, okay, so this is like a tongue-in-cheek answer and kind of a cop-out, but do you remember, and I am I can only describe this as a get-up, 
the getup that Kellyanne Conway wore to Donald Trump's inauguration that looked like I, a toy soldier boy. I don't, I don't remember that. I remember uh, Kellyanne Conway wearing a crazy outfit. That's, did I say Hope Hicks or Kellyanne Conway? Uh, you said neither. You said, wait. <laughs> What did you did you I say, Ka- to, Kaylee I meant, McEnany? I meant to say Kellyanne Conway, the soldier outfit that Kellyanne Conway wore. Um, y- yes, I do remember that. That's okay. my best dress because that outfit. I mean, first of all, like I'm holding, like look at that. I mean, you can barely see it. I'm. Yeah, it was an interesting outfit, and then the hat <laughs> was just a weird addition to it. I'm it gonna was go a with look. that for best dress. It was a get up, a get up. It it was making quite a statement. That's for sure. <laughs> Okay, last one. Most likely to become president. Oh, God, this one's so disappointing. Um, I mean, like, honestly, honestly, I like, I feel like there's kind of like, I have four contenders for this one. So, like, Nikki Haley, I think, obviously, mm-hmm. is a contender. I think, unfortunately, Don Jr. is a contender, which scares me. Mm. I think Ivanka wants to be, but I don't think she ever would be. Um, and then I think Vice President Mike Pence. I think those are kind of my, in my opinion, those are the four options that I see. But I know that the Secretary of State, Mike, Mike Pompeo, like really apparently wants to run in four years. And I mm. think he's absolutely batshit. So yeah. I, there's there's many people who want to be president. I think really the only person who probably could do it would be Nikki Haley, maybe Mike Pence. I'm not saying that I, I want any one of them, mm-hmm. but it wouldn't, those people are very likely to run, I think. And I think mm-hmm. that, I think that if Don Trump senior doesn't run, I think Don, Don, Don junior, I think has a lane of 25 to 30% that are going to be with him regardless. And he can build yeah. on that. Yeah. So maybe Don junior, I don't know. Ugh. Um, my money's on Kaylee McEnany. <laughs> I mean, she's, she's intense. It's going to be, you know, down the road for sure. Mm -hmm. But I think that she's intense. She's crazy. Um, She just makes you question like your reality and like, where am I right now? What am I listening to? And I feel like she could really like brainwash the nation. So she'd make a great president. Oh my God. (laughs) Her husband's very attractive, by the way. I am aware. Yes. I know. And it's like, I don't even want to talk about it. It's like, it's like, really? I mean, she's not, Kaylee McEnany's not ugly. No, she isn't. I mean, inner beauty, I mean, uh, is lacking, but she's very attractive. Like, I will give her that. Yeah, yeah. She also has some good fashion. She's Um, had some moments. Yeah. Not to the level, not to the caliber of Hope Hicks, but she's had some good moments. Not to the caliber of Hope Hicks's like style. um, And also not to the caliber of Sarah Huckabee Sanders's smoky eye. But yeah, she's, she's pretty good. Oh my God. So that was very, I liked that segment. That was fun. It was fun. Yeah. So talking about that, I just, this past week I was looking at celebrity news as always. And I have to tell you, I was on people.com, which maybe that was my first mistake because is people.com what like boomers read for celebrity tea? Yeah, I think everyone else just goes to like Instagram, Reddit, or <laughs> elsewhere. Yeah. But I went, I went on here and I was like, I really don't care about these people or I really don't know who they are. And I I uh, want to know what you think. Do you think okay. that America actually cares about these people or is it that just like, I just don't know. 
Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. the headline right now is about, it says this, I'm going to read the headline and I'm going to tell you what I honestly think. And then I want okay. you to tell me if you think that I'm on the, I'm with America or I just don't get it. Mm-hmm. So it says Gwen Stefani and Blake Shelton are quote, both ready to get married says source quote, they don't want a huge wedding. I'm going to be honest with you. My take on this is I really don't care about either one of them. Yes, Tragic Kingdom by No Doubt is an iconic 90s album that is absolutely fantastic. Um, I really don't know anything about Blake Shelton other than I know he was named People's Sexiest Man Alive, but I don't find him attractive at all. Um, And I don't watch singing competition shows anymore. So so I don't really follow either one of them, and I really don't care. Do you think I'm like out of step with America here? Does anyone really care about them? I think you're out of step with... Um, adults age 55 to 75 <laughs> who watch The Voice and like network TV because okay. I feel like The Voice the last couple of years have gotten a lot of view, uh, viewers. Both Gwen and Blake were on that show. I, I feel like this is really resonating, but it's resonating with a very demographic, different demographic than what you're in. Do you think more of a Trump voter? Oh, um, Yes. Okay. Actually, yes, because Gwen is very, very, very Catholic. She has very conservative social views. And then Blake is from like Oklahoma and he's a country singer. And I don't know who he voted for, but I would venture to guess. Probably. He's never voted for a Democrat. Yeah. Um, okay. So the next headline says Chris Lane and Lauren Bushnell expecting their first child. Quote, I had a funny feeling I was pregnant. I don't know who either of these people are. I don't know who Chris Lane is. I don't know who Lauren Bushnell is. I, I don't know. And I keep in mind, I'm not clicking to read the article. I'm just <laughs> reading the headline. I don't know who these people are. Are they? Okay. I do not know who Chris Lane is. Uh-huh. I know Lauren Bushnell is from the Bachelor franchise, okay. which I absolutely despise. And all of those people are trash. And I don't know why we talk about them because they are, they. there's, uh, I don't understand it. Um, so yeah, I, I only know one of those people in the headlines. Okay. That's fair. So the next one is Sienna Miller reflects on ex-fiance Jude Law's cheating scandal. Quote, I was in so much shock. Now here's my take on this one. Didn't this happen like over a decade ago? Yeah. We have, (laughs) okay. We have all moved on Sienna. Okay. Either you have not moved on or I don't know what. Now, I know who Jude Law is, and I will tell you this. And I know Sienna Miller from this scandal, what, 10 years ago, but I actually don't know what Sienna Miller actually does. I know her because Perez Hilton kept referring to her when I was reading Perez Hilton, oh God, 13 years ago when I was in high Mm -hmm. school. He kept calling her slutty Anna Miller. (laughs) (laughs) I don't even know what movie she's been in recently. Is she an actress? Yeah, she's an actress. Is she is she in any movies? Not recently. You know, I often confuse her and Naomi Watts. Oh. They're both blonde. Okay, they're both pretty. I well, I know I know Naomi Watts is a good actress. Yes, yes. And Jude Law, okay, can we just say even if Naomi hasn't gone over the scandal from a decade ago, like we all have, mm-hmm. Jude Law is like not cute anymore. Like he, like his hair situation is very tragic. He's just not cute anymore. So I mean, girl, yeah, you got out of that. You got Move out of on. that before the hairline really took a turn for the worse. Yeah, agreed. So the next headline: Pregnant Brittany Matthews celebrates baby shower with 
fiance Patrick Mahomes or Mahomes family, quote, thankful. I don't know who Patrick Mahomes is. I don't know who Brittany Matthews is. Do I you have know who no idea are? who these people are. <laughs> I know. That's the thing. Like, I have no idea who they are. So I guess we'll just move on. Then the next one is, okay, so it says Sean Mendez. And I know who Sean Mendez is, okay? <laughs> okay, I have I have the same taste in men as most 13-year-old girls. Um, and when I say taste in men, I mean men over the age of 18, okay? I'm not <laughs> trying, do not, no, 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 you know what I mean. It says Sean Mendez calls, said, ugh, Sean Mendez says his dad calls Camilla Cabello his daughter-in-law. One, I don't really care. And two, I still don't know what, Camilla Cabello does. I know that she's in a relationship, quote unquote, with yeah. Sean Mendes. But what does she do? She was in Fifth Harmony. Okay. And then she left the group. And I think the group is still together, but she bounced. Okay. And she has like a solo career. It's pretty successful. But I just don't know why these stories are being floated to people because I don't <laughs> think that they're true. Like, Sean Mendez is is probably in a relationship, but it's not with Camilla. It is with someone else, maybe of a different gender. <laughs> than Camilla. Yes. And that's fine. There's it's no shame fine. in that. It's fine. And and if they are in a relationship, that's great, too. I just I, – I don't really buy it, but – because they were doing those pap walks, you yeah. know. I, and I know, weird. like, yeah, very weird. So, and this is my last one I want to go out with. Um, you can right now, you can watch people, and then it says in parentheses, the TV show, Monday through Friday, starting at 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific, right here, exclamation point. And the, like, still frame, you know what I mean? Like, the still mm -hmm. frame that you click to start the movie, it says, it is a picture of Kathy Lee Gifford from today or a couple years ago. And it mm -hmm. says Frank Gifford's public betrayal. First of all, I know this tea because I'm a soap opera queen, a soap opera baby of the nineties. And my mom was following all the tea. Frank Gifford got caught in the nineties cheating on Kathy Lee with other women or a woman in the nineties when it was still Regis and Kathy Lee, Regis and Frank Gifford are dead. And Frank Gifford's been dead for several years now. So why their white people is leading with a scandal involving her dead husband, who she ended up remaining married with. Yeah, I think people, <laughs> people, their strategy, like they're not interested in the piping hot tea, right? Yeah. I mean, this they is want, iced tea. And when I say iced yes. tea, this is fucking frozen tea. This is a fucking frozen tea popsicle about Frank Frank Gifford from the 90s. The same time, by the way, that Kathy Lee Gifford had the sweatshop scandal of the 90s. So, like, <laughs> this is very cold tea. Sorry. Agreed. Agreed. But you know what? I mean, their demographic, it's a little bit older, <laughs> right? Like, their celebrities are people that were very popular with scandals 20 years ago. Do you think that this is the equivalent of what it was like for us to watch, you know, the people versus OJ Simpson and relive like some like, you know, like we remember it being around in the background. Mm -hmm. This is what it was like for 50 and 60 year olds. <laughs> like, oh, that was so much fun to remember that scandal that publicly humiliated that daytime TV talk show host and was all over the tent. <laughs> Supermarket yep. tabloids in 1993. Yeah. Yep. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so same mm -hmm. thing. Same thing. Same oh thing. Did you know, and I want to get on a tangent here, that they have started filming for American Crime Story Impeachment, which is the Monica Lewinsky, Ryan Murphy series. And I cannot wait. I, oh my gosh. Sarah I'm Paulson so as Linda Tripp. I cannot wait. I will say, I don't know if she can top 
another um, actor who has played Linda Tripp, mm-hmm, and that mm-hmm. actor is John Goodman in SNL. <laughs> His portrayal of Linda Tripp was captivating, honestly. And mm-hmm. I don't, I mean, Sarah Paulson, amazing. Amazing mm-hmm. actress. I don't know if she can top it. I really don't. John Goodman's SNL portrayal of Linda Tripp is iconic with a capital I, underlined, bold, italicized, iconic. All of the above. And and uh, I will tell you, you know, by the way, Linda Tripp, rest in peace, died, I think, this year or early last year or, or some point. She's died within the last two years. She is dead. I know she's, she's not with <laughs> us anymore. She has died. <laughs> so what I want to say, because, you know, that's a recurring theme on our podcast, um, that we accidentally either kill people who are still alive or talk about people who have been dead for like five years. <laughs> But what I wanted to say is, is that um, Linda Tripp has a like a book coming out from the grave this year, apparently. Oh. So if 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 it, you know you haven't contacted Santa yet, it's not too late. If you're <laughs> on the nice it, list, I'm putting it on my Christmas list. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I guess we'll go ahead and move into losers and legends this week, and yeah. let's you know what? Let's start off with losers. Let's get the bad energy out and. And Melissa, I'm very interested to hear. Like, I know who my loser is, and I don't know who yours is. We might have the same one. Who knows? Um, but yeah, go ahead. So my loser, there's there's layers to my loser, uh, losers of the week. And my first loser of the week is Rudy Giuliani mm. and Melissa, whatever her name is, the <laughs> po- allegedly drunk <laughs> blonde woman who mm. um, showed up. To it wasn't court. What, it was it was a hearing? Michigan State House of Representatives Oversight Committee hearing. Yes, yes. Like so, it was, so it was Fantasyland. Yes. <laughs> it might have, they might have well been in Disney World. <laughs> it was just it was a hot mess. It was an absolute hot mess, and so they're both losers. But my other loser that's related is SNL because I watched SNL last night, mm-hmm. thinking, "Gosh, I can't wait for this episode." Because the Rudy Giuliani BS this week was insane. Mm. Jason Bateman was the host and like, love Jason Bateman, right? He's right. I didn't laugh. I was just so disappointed mm. in their sketches for the week. Like they could have really done something with the cold open. I feel like they could have had sketches that were somewhat funny. I was just so disappointed. So disappointed. So they're also my loser. And you know what? Listen, I know it's hard to get be inspired as a comedian right now because mm-hmm. it's just you're just drowning in your depression. I'm sure. I I'm not trying to say that, um, you know, they shouldn't take time for themselves or whatever. But it just the show sucked. So anyway, who's your loser of the week? Well, you know, Rudy Giuliani not only has COVID now, is in the hospital with COVID. I didn't know that he was in the hospital. He has been admitted to a hospital. So, so he was in that hearing not that long ago. No, and I'm sure he wasn't wearing a mask. So anyways, but anyway, so I, yeah, he's having a having a week. Um, My loser of the week is someone different. Someone who we've, by COVID standards, have not talked about for probably 10 years now. And that's Carol Baskin. Oh my gosh. <laughs> she has had an awful week for a couple of reasons. One, I guess this past week, someone like a tiger attacked one of her volunteers at Big Cat Animal Rescue. Like, and like bit an arm off. And I, I think they were able to reattach it. Or there was some limb that was like, there was an animal incident where like someone got bit and it was bad. So Carol Baskin is, for that reason, definitely my loser of the week. But there's another reason why. Apparently, 
um, the Tiger King, Joe Exotic, is actually seriously being considered for pardon by Donald Trump because those were federal charges that were brought against him. Mm -hmm. And that he's seriously like he's like it's he's very likely to get like an 11th hour pardon, which I really don't care about at this point. I think it's stupid. But the thing that's going to make me the angriest about it, and I think the reason why Trump may do it is it's like a, a, the perfect smoke screen. Mm. Like if he does it, that's all the media is going to talk about for right. a, a full three days. That's all they're going to talk about. Mm -hmm. So I bet he does that. And then he pardons a ton of other people, you know, that are not as headline worthy, but also equally terrible and toxic. Yeah. So just wait, wait, this is, this is me putting on my, my Miss Cleo hat. Just wait. The Joe exotic, uh, it, it, uh, what is it called? Um, pardon is coming, but stay vigilant because there's probably other stuff going on behind the scenes. But Carol Baskin, obviously the loser this week, because Big Cat Animal Rescue had obviously a huge incident. And then on top of that, her arch nemesis might be getting a pardon. So, James, do you think that when somebody was bit at Big Cat Animal Rescue, Carol had an EMT jacket ready to put on um, as she called um, actual EMT people for help? Do you think that she had that ready to go? I First of all, I thought you were going to ask me, do you think that when she called 911, she started with, hey, all you cool cats and kittens? <laughs> And she called that one. But to answer your actual question, absolutely. Okay. Okay. Absolutely. So <laughs> that's my loser for the week. Who is your legend? Uh, I have a few legends similar to my multiple losers. And I don't know who started this trend on Instagram, but celebrities have been doing like their own version of Elf on the Shelf mm. where they like Photoshop a person on their shoulder and it's someone that there's there's some kind of rhyme scheme there. Oh. So so Elizabeth Banks posted Hanks on a Banks where she has a little Tom Hanks on her shoulder. How cute is that? Oh, I love that. And I love Elizabeth Banks. Reese Witherspoon posted Grease on Reese where it's the um, Grease cast on her shoulder. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, Alyssa Milano, our favorite warrior, um, <laughs> posted Melissa on an Alyssa, where she had Melissa McCarthy on her shoulder. And finally, we have Penn on Jen, which is Sean Penn on Jennifer Garner's shoulder, which I just think it's like, it's stupid. It's cute. It's a little trend going around. I'm sure there's a lot more that I'm missing. But you know what? This is the content we need from celebrities right now. Absolutely. And I, in that vein, I actually went with similar social media content from an okay. icon. An icon. <laughs> so believe it or not, first of all, I love all of that. And I need to see more of those because that's definitely like fun, uplifting content for like December of 2020. We're, yes. we're at the bottom of the ninth right now. And we need some, we need some big hitters on social media. Yes. And Right now, my girl, Dionne Warwick, is delivering. So for our younger listeners out there, Dionne Warwick is an iconic singer from the 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s. Iconic. She's um, she's a cousin of Whitney Houston. So, But I love Dionne Warwick. In fact, last year, my parents, I asked them for Christmas to get me Dionne Warwick's Greatest Hits on Vinyl. I, oh, I love Dionne Warwick. Gosh. I've been a Dionne Warwick stand forever. I love her songs that were done by Burt Bacharach. Um, that were like written for her. And she always says, mm -hmm. she goes, you know, other people have done those songs. She goes, but you know, those are custom dresses that Burt Backrack made for my voice. So Ooh, they're actually yeah. just, she goes, they're just for me. Yeah. <laughs> which which yeah. is like total shade, but I love it. Yeah. And she's just an icon and she's fun. And she's been caught with pot a million times. 
she's like got in trouble for not paying her taxes and she spends most of her time in Germany. So she's like already a legend. Uh-huh. But she's been on social media on Twitter recently, like just tweeting up a storm and like not caring. So like these are some of her tweets. She wrote, Hi at Chance the Rapper. If you are very obviously a rapper, why did you put it in your stage name? I cannot stop thinking about this. And then she went on to say, she she went on to say, I am now Dion the singer. <laughs> Please tell me he replied. He did. He goes, he goes, sorry. And then Chance the Rapper said, sorry, I'm still freaking out that you know who I am. This is amazing. He goes, I will be whatever you want to call me, Miss Moore. God bless you. And then she goes, of course I know you. You are the rapper. She goes, let's rap together. I'll message you. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Then it gets better. Then she tweeted to, um, oh, and then she goes, if you have the in your name, I'm coming for you. I need answers today. (laughs) And then she goes, she, oh, and then she goes, the weekend is next. Why? It's not even spelled correctly at the weekend. Oh my The weekend responded with, I just got roasted by Dionne Warwick and I feel honored. You made my day. Uh, Then she tweeted Taylor Swift. (laughs) (laughs) Excuse me. For our listeners who needed a visual, um, Melissa's iconic cat Clementine um, was right in front of the camera and I couldn't see Melissa and Melissa could not see me. So Dion said, hi, Taylor Swift 13. I hope you're in good spirits and having a wonderful day. Keep your head high. And then Taylor Swift was like, I just saw you tweeted me. I'm a huge fan. I respect you so much, whatever. So that's good. The other thing is, is that someone tweeted her, will you be my auntie? And she was like, of course I'll be your auntie. Oh my gosh. And my, this is my favorite tweet. So someone tweeted on December 2nd, her team, her because t- she does have a team that sometimes tweets for her, but they're yeah. very transparent about it. And they said, um, on December 2nd, her team tweeted on her behalf after she was asked to purchase a PlayStation 5 game console. <laughs> and it says, to the person who tweeted at Miss Warwick asking for the PS5, she says no. And then it says DW team. <laughs> and meanwhile, like, her, I think her son-in-law is like, was like, I'm totally getting into your house and like taking away like your like cell phone when this is over. And she's like, she's like, you don't have a key. I've relocked my house. Like she's not taking any, she's, she's exactly the comedy relief on social media that I needed this week. Um, I love that. I had no idea <laughs> that Dionne Warwick was one, still alive. And <laughs> two, so active on Twitter and just bringing the shade and the entertainment. Yeah, I'm and she's talk- raising a ton of money for like hunger charities right now on Twitter. Oh, good for her. So like she's like having fun, like doing a good message, doing good work. And she's been like a big humanitarian philanthropist because she worked on behalf of Reagan, Bush, and Clinton through the 80s and 90s for um, HIV yeah. AIDS. So like her her single that's what friends are for like the proceeds of that went to aids research so like she's oh. fantastic i love dan work so anyways she's my legend of the week oh my gosh maybe even legend of the year honestly <laughs> you know maybe maybe that'll be the award show that nobody really asked for that we'll be giving uh soon <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh So with that, it's been an amazing, an amazing episode. Thank you all so much for tuning in. If you aren't following us on Instagram, you need to because, um, well, we're going to be following Amberlynn Reed shortly (laughs) after this. So it's at the Popular Vote Pod. And with that, thank you so much. Goodbye. Bye.